0: Are you ready to listen to a podcast? John Z and Amanda in the morning. WSFM. Good morning, starship.
1: Right now, by the miracle of recording, we're going to go to a recent Sunday morning service in the which two precious little girls were singing
0: We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Miss Keller. Amanda. Amanda. Oh, I gotta see Josie.
1: Uh, sorry, I've been drinking beer. You are a grub. Brendan, greatest
2: radio hunt.
3: I need Julie to put a jacket on. Come on. I told you two hours ago. That was an ordeal.
2: Let's start wearing lipstick. I'm doing a red. Josie and Amanda, you're doing a great job. Hello,
3: Wiggles.
4: Wiggles. Congratulations, Amanda.
3: We're on the radio right now. What is it you can face? The legendary pirate, Jonesy. What a creep. And Amanda, the actress.
4: You're kidding me.
3: When those two come, I we'll rejoice. I will no longer be pursuing... A
2: really good poo. Catch me outside, how
1: about that? We're mass Come It's a disgrace. What the place? Do a
2: lot. We're on the air. Well, hello there, Amanda. How are you today? I'm well, and how are you? I am good.
4: Mother's Day yesterday. I had such a nice day. Mm-hmm.
2: My children were well, lovely right. had a nice lunch so the one day of the year they were lovely oh
4: they're always nice
2: I'm lined like... up like little Von Trapp children you know
4: I made I always do this I made a speech saying how much I miss my mum and then I get teary and then I said how thrilled she would have been to have lunch with my lovely boys yes. it just you know, and they are lovely boys they're lovely boys I'm a very lucky mum and mm. that's how I sort of saw that day how lucky I am so we had a very nice day how about your family how would you get on
2: you had a great day Went up to my brother's place. We had uh, barbecue your mom food. was there. My mom, I picked. Her, I picked my mom up and drove her to my brother's house, and uh, it made it sound like she didn't want to go. <laughs> I had to tie her to the roof, <laughs> like Granny, strap her down. We had a good day. Nice, it was good. And I got her some tickets to Kinky Boots. Nice. So that'll be nice for her. That's nice for her. That's nice for her. I've already seen Kinky Boots. Did you have you seen Kinky Boots? No.
4: That's I tell you what. Well, on Friday night, I went to see The Bodyguard. Ah. It's really good. The story is very linear because it's the move. The problem is that a lot of people have loved this movie. Mm. You know, The Bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, and and so you're not going to see exactly that on stage. But I reckon you get value added because they've taken they, the story is very straightforward, and the, they've just thrown in 15 Whitney Houston songs. Paulini is extraordinary. She's, is she's great on Broadway. Broadway. Yeah,
2: well, it's a pretty much a mini Whitney Houston concert.
4: It kind of is. They've just woven the songs into the story, and she she does. A show every night and two on one, two on a Sunday. I think. Mm. I don't know how she does it. It's
2: amazing. I went along and saw John Waters' movie, uh, play called Talk about an out of control talkback radio host. Did you find some
3: commonalities? I really enjoyed
2: it. It's it's just amazing how you know it's, it, how journalism is leaving this world, but and and, and the Twitter sphere is taking over. It's a good play. Mm. Food for thought. Was it food for thought? Food for thought. Good one.
4: What's on the show today?
2: There's lots on the show. We've today. got heaps. We've got a brand new competition. Yeah, you were telling you me about You could
4: win this? 10 grand. Hmm.
2: But I, I, I what, don't think. No, no it is. Uh, but All I know is, is $10,000.
4: Say, uh, say it with drama. Yeah, I know, but I. $10,000. I don't
2: know the mechanic.
4: You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I've been practicing it with my kids over the weekend. Yep. Tell you what, they'd have made a stack of money by now. They're good at it. Mm. But I think you'll find it tricky. Okay. Did you see in the news over the weekend that James Hewitt, Diana's former lover, He's fighting for his life. He's had a heart attack. He's 58 years old. He had a stroke further complicated by this heart attack. Um, and he may not survive. He has a slim chance of survival. it is in intensive care.
2: Jeeps. He's apparently Prince Harry's dad.
4: No, see, this is the thing. He's not Prince Harry's father. He people. If you do the maths on when they were involved, that doesn't correlate in any way with Prince Harry's birth mm-hmm. so no and he's done an interview where has denied that no there's no way he's the father but I don't know I'm trying to remember why he was seen as the villain because did he break her heart somehow I don't think anyone blamed her for having it off with him because her marriage was unhappy because mm. Charles was still in love with Camilla so I don't know why he's seen as the cad. I'm trying to remember
2: was he her rock
4: that was Burrell who was the bodyguard?
2: Yeah, who has? No, he since, wasn't the bodyguard.
4: He was the butler. The bodyguard. I'll get you for that butler. But the bodyguard was
2: the one in the car.
4: But he wasn't a former lover. Neither was
2: Burrell. Yeah, but he doesn't talk. He got a big plate in his head. Yeah,
4: but Burrell was the one who I think sold off some of her things, and the and her sons aren't too happy
2: about that. Right? Why? So a whole
4: lot of people making money off her. You know, I'm intrigued. Why aren't by? we
2: writing for new ideas? I know we've got As all the watches. details. Why aren't we crossing to the Detay show? <laughs> And talking a, into Tracy's ear. With, with a picture of Westminster behind us.
4: And why are we talking into Tracy's ear yeah. on ACA and confusing her further? Yes. But remember the guy, the most intriguing one, I think, was remember she fell in love with the Muslim heart surgeon. Yeah, the.
2: Before um, it, she was one that got him over to the line to you know Fadi, Fadi what was his name? To Fadi, <laughs> Fadi. What was guy's that guy's name?
4: More details. The, guy that the died crime. in the
2: tunnel with her. Dodi. Dodi Fayed. What about him? She. She was one that made it, got it to cross over to the you know the other side, as it were. Like to, I don't think she to went to with Dodie Fayed for, because he move was away a Muslim, from Anglo.
4: But I don't. I don't think she went with Dodie <laughs> no, because he was Muslim. No, But he
2: was uh, is she, that guy was the gateway. The gateway foreigner. No, he for was everything
4: her. that Dodie Doctor. wasn't. No, I don't think it's about the, that. He was, per, he was private and moral. And yeah. uh, and that's why she, I think, saw, she said, okay, well, here's someone who's got a lot of money. He's going to make me feel great. Stuff yeah. you, I'll go with him. And, and I've I already had it,
2: the gateway guy. No,
4: I, I think you're wrong. I don't think it was anything to
2: do with race. It's like, it's like when a vegetarian gets back onto meat. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll no, try, I think they'll he was Try a, bacon, and they go. You're oh, not I'm listening this. to what
4: I'm saying. Um, He's a different character. Nothing to do with the, the same religion. I think my theory is mm-hmm. that she said, "No, uh, you're so moral and private, and you say it's not going to work out because your mother doesn't approve." Stuff that. I'm going over here and living large.
2: So I've got some uh, words coming through my earpiece. It's Tracy
4: Grimshaw, <laughs> tells you to say, shut up. He's saying
2: you're wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and the Queen is dead. Okay.
4: <laughs> Which she's not, incidentally, if you've just turned on your radio. <laughs> she is. No, she's
2: not. Tracy told me. Blame her. Yeah, it's a quarter to six with the news. It's fit print. Keegan Buzzer is here and he's brought in bunches of
1: flowers. they're
5: gorgeous. Have... Don't, don't tell my father-in-law. I've picked them out of the garden up in the mountains for you. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're hydrangeas. It's the end of... You know, the hydrangeas are on their way out, so I was going around yesterday chopping off the ones that I could find. Mm. And that so
4: we don't put them in water, you said let them dry
5: out? No, they'll be nice now because they've got already got that sort of antique sepia sort of look yes. from um, being at the end of the season. If you leave them out of water, they mm. should dry for you and dry in that same colour. Beautiful. And you'll have them for up to a year. No, I've, really? I've never been given a bunch of flowers. Before. Well, they're not for you, they're for your wife. Oh, not? I thought you came in and gave me a bunch of flowers. No, for... well, you know, your wife's not here. But, they look um, like
2: your shirt,
4: actually.
5: They do a little bit. Mm. They actually look like they could match. You, because I don't know, do men appreciate flowers? I, I do. I explained yeah. this to you recently, that um, that I uh, enjoy them and James enjoys them as gay yeah. men, but I don't know that you would well, appreciate that's a the that's stereotypical, isn't it? Well, do you well, appreciate Well, he can speak gesture? about himself.
2: Oh, you know what? I, I really like these flowers. It's a nice <laughs> bunch of flowers.
5: Well, like I said, they're not for you. Pass them on no, to no, Helen no, no. and tell her no, that I miss her. Now I, I feel betrayed her. and hurt. <laughs> tell her that we need to catch up. <laughs> okay, they're beautiful. Thank, thank, you. thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, we should talk about some news. Yes. All right, what's happening? Um, the mother and sister of that uh, accused drug mule, Cassie Sainsbury, are expected to visit her in jail today. But with a film
4: crew in tow? Yeah, I'm getting very yeah, cynical about all of this. Yeah,
5: it is a bit cynical. It looks like Cassie may have turned on them as a result as well. Apparently there's quite a big rift that's emerged between her and the family because she's furious about the fact that they've signed a deal with 60 Minutes and are telling her story mm. without her.
4: And the boyfriend or fiancé has sold his story to Channel 7, is that right?
5: Yeah, it's, it's pretty vomit-inducing, isn't it, the way that it's all playing out. Can't help but think it reminds you of the, the whole Chappelle Corby type yeah, thing. Yeah, but these
2: guys made the Corbys look like the Turnbulls.
5: I know, it's it's really similar, isn't it? There always seems to be, the ones that make huge news are always the one where there's interesting family backstories, you know, mum and dad always, you know, like to get their face on the TV and then they sell the story i mean these things happen quite frequently you interesting
4: know. to know i mean they've been offered supposedly was it a million dollars or well, something Well,
5: apparently that's what they wanted i mean i find that pretty inconceivable that they'd be yeah. given that kind of money tv's just not that big a deal anymore? Like it's not like the days where you signed someone for sixty minutes and three million people would tune into. No,
4: watch. but you get sixty minutes and you get the sa- the same media stables, magazines. Mm. Mm. There's, uh, there you get yeah, there, there you is value whole, added.
5: Absolutely, but, <laughs> but it's not
2: that dude with The Mars bar that was stuck up on the mountain, is it? <laughs> James Scott was it? it was James Scott, Scott Mars Scott of bar. the Antarctic. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, you know, interesting times, but I think that part of me, it makes that story more salacious, and it makes me less, slightly less interested.
5: It makes me less sympathetic yes, that's for the some word I reason, for. and I, right. I, don't, I don't know if that's fair to her, you know, I suppose the whole presumption of innocence, but it makes you kind of not really want to be on board with their story when they're selling it for so much money. Mm. Indeed. Thank you for the flowers again, Keegan. My pleasure. I know they're for my wife, but.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what's happening, Jones. You're sitting here with your bunch of flowers that have morphed into your shirt. They're on. look at the colours. Would you agree, Carla, that the colours match your shirt
2: very much? They do. The colours match. match the shirt. Yeah, exactly. I like these flowers. I, I think I'm into flowers. Oh, because you've received one bunch. Yeah, I've <laughs> never I've never received flowers before. I usually thought, just give me beer, don't give me flowers. Mm. But I'm looking at these and I don't like them. Yeah, they look good, aren't they? Maybe it's a new thing for me.
4: Well, we look forward to seeing how that progresses. Jonesy, are you here? Yes. Carla? Yes. Bryce? Yeah. And Posty? Yeah. What's happening? We have a new competition,
2: don't we, you Carla? You do. You
4: have $10,000 to give away. Have, have
2: you even got a name for it? Well, I've, this got was a, your idea. Yeah, I've
4: got a name. I, I'm not going to wreck it for you right now. We'll discuss it all as we get closer, mm-hmm. and I'll explain to you how it works and explain the very snazzy title I've come
2: up with. Yep. And, and how, how does it, there's $10,000, mm. is that correct? And there's yeah. questions and you
4: go, oh, and then you go, and the other one, and then they go, wow, well, and then it's, oh, what a shame, have you missed out? That's how it goes. <laughs> oh, I think it'll be incredible. Sounds every amazing. time. <laughs> yeah, I know, but pretty much every time. So that sounds really I'm good. looking
2: forward to that. Mm. That'll mm. be great.
4: What guests have we got today? Uh, Rob O'Neill, he's a super soldier that shot uh, Osama Bin Laden. Yeah.
2: It's extraordinary. It's quite the
4: boast, isn't
2: it? Hell of a story. Mm. Hell of a story. What did you do
4: today? Oh, not much. You know, I went to the shops and came home. How about well, you? Well, I shot a salmon bin Laden. I was reading
2: part of the book, and uh, I'm up to the bit where they, they're going in for the mission, but that, all of them know that they're not going to come back. So, and the helicopter they've gone in with, they've got like 90 minutes of fuel or something like that to get oh. out of there. So imagine going through all of that. Right. And we know, spoiler alert, he came back because he's on our show today. But just oh. imagine all of that you go through. All what? of that. What's the point of reading the book now? Yeah. And then you're on that chopper.
4: They made an interesting film of it. Was it a doco? I can't remember. But there it
3: has is been interesting. A film.
2: Mm. I want to ask him. You know, when you shoot someone, bad or good? Well, not bad, obviously. Does that does that resonate? Does that how does that go in your life? Do you wake up in the middle of the night and oh, Well, I'm you
4: concerned. can ask any soldier that.
2: Mm. But well, I remember Ben Robert Smith, like when he did that thing in Afghanistan. He had the bayonet. He was but like stabbing bloke. They have a
4: very strong moral code of who is the baddie and yep. who is the goody. And I think in in cultures like ours, there's a very fine, there's a there's a line that you know. Well, these aren't the baddies; those are. And you are trained in the military that that's sorry, that's your job. You're the baddie. That's what happens. Mm. Mm. You better not be bad to him, Brendan. Look, you might be I, a baddie.
2: <laughs> why would I be? Imagine you're in a field of war.
4: Sorry, everyone. Now, which are the baddies? I'm a little confused. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a beard. Why Are, we are, you, are you a hipster <laughs> or a baddie? I why just you, don't know. Why are you wearing camouflage? I'm wearing camouflage. <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> well, that sounds incredible. It does. Anything from you, Bryce? No. What about you, Posty? No. Excellent.
2: Well, good morning to you, Amanda. I, I noticed you didn't bite on any of my Instagram posts. I was at the Silverwater Motor Fest on Saturday. Having a look at the... ah, oh, there was so much eye candy, so many great bikes. But cars, they had like a bunch of Mad Max cars. They had the Interceptor, and then they had one of the yellow Pursuit cars.
4: Can I say why I didn't buy it on it? A, I have no interest, but also B... I couldn't find my phone for a, the, nearly the whole day and I said to my son I said to Jack, "Can you go and see if I've left it in the car?" He comes back and says it's not in the car. Uh,
2: you don't ask. 8 for hours later, of course look. I
4: find it in the car. He didn't yeah. get his search and rescue badge <laughs> that don't day. You
2: ask a 13-year-old to look for anything. So
4: I didn't see all this until thank goodness it was yeah. all over.
2: So I had like, you know, 600 horsepower out through the wheels. And then you say, what do I say? It's the last of the V8s. Why would
4: I say that? Sucks it? Nitro. Oh, is this Mad Max stuff? Yeah. As if I would say that.
2: It was really good. These cars were amazing. Mm. You should do a story about them on the living room. Mm. The Mad Max cars. You
4: know, I've got this thing where I have to try and stay awake sometimes, and that <laughs> would
2: not be I helpful. think it'll help the, help your ratings. Do you think? I think it will. I think it's what's going to get you to beat better homes and gardens.
4: Oh, right. Me doing a story on Mad Max cars. Yeah, I reckon.
2: I, well, not you. I could do a story. Oh, about
4: God. Oh, (laughs) this is where that's going. You appeared with me on Friday night in Bold and the Beautiful. It's It's a short step from Bold and the Beautiful to Mad Max, isn't it? Very similar genres. We just
2: do a thing on Mad Max cars.
4: Mm. That'd be a good story. Yeah, okay. Let me just phone the executives. (laughs) Oh, look, they've blocked me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We are into the Magnificent Seven, and it starts with question number one.
4: It's going to John in Wollongong. Hello, John. Morning, Amanda. Morning, Jamie. Johnny. Question number one for you. What tropical fruit is featured as one of the toppings on a Hawaiian pizza. Uh, that'd
0: be
1: horrible. Fireball. Johnny
2: the boy has done it again. <laughs> hmm. I don't get it. I say, John knows. John knows. I'm, I'm doing Mad Max quotes okay. for our upcoming story on The Living Room, where you and I, we go through all the you Mad know, Max cars. You just saying
4: it doesn't make it true. I think it's a great... Would you watch that,
2: John, on The Living
1: Room?
4: Sorry? See, exactly, John.
2: A story about the Mad Max cars on Amanda's TV show, The Living Room.
4: Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, see? Would you watch it more if Jonesy did it? Sure. Yeah, see? That's a real man. He's i mm. I'm looking at the mug that you've got. Look on the other side.
2: It's a big pussy on it.
4: Oh it looks I only look interested. It's the cat from um Shrek, is it? No. Not oh, very manly. <laughs> Question number two for you, John. It's talking about Mad Max where well, you've got a Shrek cup. Question number two, in which nineteen ninety one film would I be watching if I heard this?
0: Okay then listen. Let's, let's not get caught. What are you talking about
4: let's keep going mm, what movie is that wouldn't have a clue oh
1: sorry
0: hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun
2: Hi, Amanda. How are you going? Good. Good, Michael. When Amanda says, we haven't come far, have we? That's her saying, hurry up, you dumbos. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Question number two. In which film would I hear this? Okay, then, listen. Let's, let's not get caught. What are you talking about? Let's keep going. What movie that?
2: that the Film and movies. That's yeah. correct. The Coles ads now feature which Aussie pop star? Oh, She's going to be on our show Um, now. I can't even think of her name. Oh, my. It's kind of the
4: point of the Uh, question, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, okay. starts with C. I can't think. Yeah, it starts with C. Oh, I've lost it. Sorry. Sorry, Michael. Let's see if... Piero. uh,
2: Piero in Kingsgrove. Hi, Piero. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Brendan. How are you both? Good to be Very
4: well. Uh, the Coles ad. Instead of status quo, we now have an Aussie pop star. Who is it?
2: Casey Donovan. It is. Yes.
4: She's on our show today. I really Do you like it. It's quite catchy.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> now,
4: we don't need the pricing
2: details. Yes. <laughs> what currency does Hong Kong use? Is it the dollar, the yuan, or yen? I think it's the
4: second one, Luan. No, that's the Chinese currency, but what does Hong Kong use? Lu's in Bondi. Hi Lu. Hi. What currency does Hong Kong use? Is it the dollar? It's the Hong Kong dollar. Or is it the yen? The dollar. It is the dollar.
2: What painting is Edvard Munch most known for? It's a famous painting. Edward Munch. Yes. Um oh, far out. It's a
1: very famous uh, The screen? Yes. Yes,
2: it is the screen. Remember that time it got no stolen? Way. Mm-hmm. It got stolen. Imagine the burglars running down the road with the screen.
4: <laughs> 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 <Mr>. Put him <laughs> down, you meanie. <laughs> and then when they put him by the fireside he looks relaxed and he's smoking a pipe. <laughs> I like how you said burglar. You know that annoys me. It's a burglar.
2: Yes. What sport do you associate with the Detroit Pistons? Uh Detroit Pistons.
3: The Detroit um, Pistons. I'm going to go with, um, baseball.
4: No, oh. sorry, it's not baseball, Lou. Join you, Lou. Steve's in Norell, and hello, Steve. Yeah,
2: good morning, how are you?
4: Very well, the Detroit Pistons. What sport do they play? I'll go
2: basketball. It is basketball. Yeah. Which country won Eurovision?
3: Oh, gee, now.
2: Pick a I'll European Germany. country. Mm.
3: Germany? Germany? No.
2: It wasn't Germany. <laughs> Michael's in Brookvale. Hello, Michael. Hey, guys. How you going? Good.
4: I don't know if you watched Eurovision. We came in the top 10. I think we came nine. Yeah. But who won?
2: Portugal. Portugal. There it is.
4: Imagine all the Portuguese authorities going, great. Now we've got to host it next year.
2: People are going crazy to Porto today. Mm hmm. Congratulations. You won the jam bag. It's had a double pass to the village people and beyond again. Saturday, uh, State Theatre, May 26. Tickets from Ticketmaster, but not for you, Michael, because you've got them, you see. Two in season passes to the Shaft starring Sam Worthington in Cinema's Mate and Josie Demandicare to choose for and some stay of the pencils Michael.
4: Thank you very much, guys. You are heaps Michael. wicked.
2: Welcome. I'm going
4: to flick through the Jalmanac, our big book of musical facts. Oh, on this day in 1967, Paul McCartney met American photographer Linda Eastman for the first time. Paul said it was an instant attraction. They met at the Bag & Nails nightclub in London. Mm. Paul was watching Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching them perform it can be dangerous, but it's a classy act, isn't he it? He sang
2: that song, "Yeah, yeah."
4: Yeah, why well, as he lit something by the sound of it? He but, he could not take his eyes off Linda, who was sitting a couple of alcoves down. When the band finished, Linda got up to go to the bathroom and she passed his table and Paul immediately... <laughs> she didn't pass his table in the bathroom. No. That'd be very painful. <laughs> Paul immediately jumped up and blocked her way. Yeah. He pulled out his best pickup line. He said, my name's Paul, what's yours? Eventually, Linda and Paul left in his Mini Cooper, went back to his house. As we know, the pair went on to have a great and enduring love story. Oh. Because it would have been a
2: big deal in sixty. Well, that's
4: right. But th- there's something about her that he mm. just couldn't get past. So thank goodness for that classy pickup line and for Georgie in the blue flames. <laughs>
1: when you were young.
4: I'm so excited about this. We have a brand-new competition starting just after the 7 o'clock news. You can win $10,000 every day.
2: I know I should have hung around on Friday. After the show. Instead, no, you didn't I, I, need to. It's, I had to get out. You, you had were... to go
4: and go supping. You were. No, I've taken care of everything. You're going to love yeah. this competition. I, can I tell you how it works? In fact, I'll do a test run with you here because mm-hmm. you need to get your head around it. It's a bit mind-bending. Okay. So this is what we're saying. It's the We want the right answers to the wrong questions. Mm-hmm. We've got six questions, but you only have to answer five of them. Oh, that so sounds good. The twist is, though, don't answer question one. You give me the answer to question one after question two, and so on. It's like a time lag. So I ask you question one, you don't answer. Uh-huh. I ask you question two, and you give me the answer to question number one. And when I ask question three, you answer question number two, etc. Do you get it? I think so. Let's have a practice And how much moment. can I win? $10,000. $10,000?
2: Yeah.
4: Well, you can't, but still.
2: I don't need your language.
4: <laughs> All right, you want to play? Yeah, sure. All right, so I'm remember. on the line now. Yeah, okay. Hello, Hi. Brendan. How are you? Hey, Jonesy. Hi, Amanda. Love the show. Good. Who do it's
2: you doing like a great better? Job, j Dog. <laughs>
4: okay.
2: You're very underrated. <sighs> Living room should have a story about ma Max cars. I
4: can't handle this. Shut <laughs> up. All right, you ready? <laughs> you're very rude. You're not getting the money because you're a phil.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. Okay, you ready? Yeah.
4: Don't answer question Don't one. Don't answer you ready? question one. Right. Question one is burgundy red or white? What color traffic light means go? Red. Fill in the blank for this famous pirate name, blank beard. Green. When the weather's fine, what colour is the sky? Black. Another word to describe being happy, being unhappy, is when you're feeling what? Blue. You've done it. I've won $10,000. dollars you pretty much won $10,000. Thank you, Jonesy What a shame you're a fool because (laughs) you don't qualify. But see, if you get how it goes, the questions are answered in a lag. It's hard. And those were relatively easy questions. Who knows? $10,000 every day.
2: And what, what name do you have for this?
4: Well, I've come up with a great title. Mm. I've had all the paperwork done for it. Yeah. Sydney's Incredible Memory Game.
2: Oh, that's the worst name in the world. You know, it sounds like a fuster cluck to me. Or you could call it that.
4: <laughs> I was thinking of just calling it Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> 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 Sydney's incredible memory <laughs> game. Or
2: fuster cluck. Well, we could As go we with say that. In the radio business. Yeah,
4: I hope you say it like that in the radio business.
2: In a world of products aching to be reviewed, we give you
0: month's
4: review. This is one that i wanted to do for a few weeks, but I kept forgetting about it and I find that I was wearing a skirt. So today I'm wearing a pair of trousers. You're wearing a pair of trousers so it can be done. Some things in life are made for two people. Seesaws, tandem bikes, thumb wars. Underwear not so much mm. until today. I give you the fundies. Undies for two. Actually, then why isn't it called twundies? <laughs> because they're putting the fun into undies. <laughs> <laughs> It's underpants built for two. Yeah. So what happens is, as it says here, twice the fun. Half the fun is getting in them. The other half's up to you. So it's a pair of, well, let's take them out of the box. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like someone's Malformed.
2: Oh, right. Yes, so there's one holes. pair of undies, but right. it's got four
4: leg holes. Yep, yeah. And what it says here is that they're designed to give us full satisfaction time after time. Yep. If, you, if your pair of fundies stretch, tear, shred, or wear out at any time during normal usage, mm-hmm. they have no obligation to refund, but you're obviously getting your money's worth. So what do you reckon? Do you want to try them? The box says four legs, two rears.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so uh, they're 100 percent cotton and machine washable. So if you do any, if you soil them,
2: we can <laughs> give can, them a wash and go again. Oh, that's double the skid marks! Isn't it, really? <laughs>
4: no, what do you think? Do you want to have the a go? Nappy sand so challenge. You and I have mm-hmm. to look at the picture on the box. Two, so do we face towards each other? Of people with no noses. We face towards each other. Yeah, and there's
2: little, they're, they're, and then they've got like it's just gesticulating toward each other. There's like a.
4: It's a. It's a. All right. Well,
2: do we have to take our pants off? No.
4: Oh. No, you don't have to take anything off.
2: Really? My shoes?
4: No, leave it all on. Okay. Now, I've had some coffee this morning, so you and I are going to be up close. Right.
2: I'm uh, giving you advance warning. How is this going to work? Well,
4: maybe we should have thought of this. Yeah, okay,
2: right. So, we'll
4: bring our microphones in.
2: Okay. Right. Okay,
4: let me move that. Well,
2: hello, Amanda. It's nice to be close it's nice to, to, to see you, you Brendan. Last time we did this, it was with the daddle.
4: I'll get in first. Yeah, the daddle. I rode around you with the saddle, and you passed wind. Well, I was hungover, and you I'm kicked me in to, the ribs. I'm going to
2: stop. I'll talk while you're doing that. You can. should taking your boots off.
4: These these look like cottontails.
2: So okay. you're used to those.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why laugh? There's nothing funny about that. All right, now I've got them on. Okay. Oh hell. Now, you, oh, well,
2: this is going to be a tight fit <laughs> <six laughs> for I mean, you. I, mean, I don't in in think you for this room. You're you kidding. get
4: in here.
2: Okay. There's one. One
4: leg? One yep. leg for mankind? Hurry up. Is this
2: us in the future? You're helping me get dressed? No. <laughs>
4: not. Okay,
2: let's okay. pull them up. Pull them up. Right,
0: pull them up.
4: Pull them up. You help me. <laughs> Do you have oh, to
2: Look, your... <laughs> <laughs> well, keep your pants no. away from it's me. <laughs> It's low at the back. It's a bit
5: sexy.
0: It's not. Think, what's this flat? Don't touch
4: that. (laughs) Pull them up at the back. I'm giving myself a wedgie. So, are you having fun? (laughs) They're called fundies.
2: Are you having fun? I don't think I should be this close to you. Well, we're close without
4: without glad wrap. No, look, we've got. There you go.
2: Okay, we've got our
4: clothes on.
5: Are you
2: scaring
4: the kids? Would you want to do this if it was with someone you know who you were intimate with? Is this a fun way of? (laughs) Putting your undies on? What do you think?
0: Oh, I don't know. It, on?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like there's just an elastic band around our bottoms.
0: Okay.
2: What do you reckon? Well, I think,
4: I think are it's... Are we married now? Is it fun?
2: <laughs> I'm having a... Having yeah. fun with your clothes on, <laughs> that is being married. I haven't had this much fun since I went on the wild mouse.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I think we can say that the fundies are a rip-roaring success. <laughs> Bloody but from the, from the back, they're not covering much, are they, at the back? No, they... Um, and now, okay. Well, no, how
2: do we
0: get
4: out How
0: get them? Them? out? I'll, get I'll
4: go point. first. Pull them down. Pull them down. No, here we go. How's No, no, bloody. Hang on. Wait. One at, one at a time. <laughs> one at a time. You're hopeless to share undies with. Oh, review. I give you the funding oh,
2: Thank you. I've done many strange things with you. Like I've dived, scuba dived with We've
4: you. We've broken a world record underwater. Yeah. We've had worn wetsuits that were made us look
2: interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, Warn you on my back. I rode saddle. you
4: around on the daddle for months. review but this time sharing one pair of underpants. What does it say? Four legs, two rears.
2: Yeah. Fundies. Um,
4: I don't know if it was fun. Would you say it uh, was you know, fun? No, I
2: don't know. I, I think it was yeah, I think it was creepies.
4: Yeah, I think we can put this into
2: the <laughs> let's, novelty. Let's not talk. Christmas <laughs> stocking. Let's not speak about this again. <laughs> Good. Maybe she can send that on to Malcolm and Lucy for Christmas. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I can just see that in the Turnbull household. Lucy, or enjoy maybe these Bill bundles. Shorten
4: and Malcolm Turnbull oh, might they, enjoy
2: it together. You'd like to see that, wouldn't you? You'd tell, you what, to that.
4: tell you what you'd like to do is win $10,000. Yes. Our brand new competition is starting just after yeah. the news. I, I don't
2: know about the name that Amanda's got. Sydney's
4: incredible memory game.
2: In our, what did you want to call it? I, well, in our business, when something's convoluted, and a mess. We call it a fustercluck.
4: This isn't any of
2: those things. It sounds like it to me, but I do know there's $10,000 straight after the big news for you. Have a crack at it. Now, here, this. Now,
1: here, this. What's your assessment of this
2: alert?
0: It's a fustercluck, sir. Say you again? A fustercluck. Have you
2: changed
4: the name officially?
2: Yeah. Well, your name was lame.
4: Sydney's incredible memory game. There's nothing lame about that. This
2: is so convoluted in the radio business, we call it a fustercluck.
4: It's not convoluted. Once you get the hang of it, it's very straightforward. I'm not saying it's
2: bad, and we are a duo. We are indivisible. Well, read out how it works, because it's straightforward. The right answers to the wrong questions, there are six questions. You only have to answer five, which sounds good. You do that right, you score $10,000. But there's a twist. There is. You don't answer question one, you give us that answer after question two, and so on before the buzzer goes off. You can't pass, you must answer all five questions. As soon as you pass or get a wrong answer, you are out. It's as clear as
4: a clear consomme. (laughs) It's
2: it's as clear as the name that you came (laughs) up
4: with. Ariel's in Bondi. Hi, Ariel.
5: Hi, how are you? You can well. do, this? do you understand first what we're asking of you? A long-time listener. Oh, yeah, please do. Under- t- I understand the competition. Yep. All right. You do. Well. We
2: no need to be patronising. <laughs> no, no,
4: I'm well, going to be your guinea pig. You're our first one. That's quite right. I had a guinea pig. I once dropped it on its back, <laughs> and it, I may have That's damaged totally it. So we good. don't yeah. want you to be that.
2: But you know what, Ariel? There's ten thousand dollars here. Alrighty. No pressure.
4: Okay. Now remember, don't answer question number one until I've asked you question number two. All right. Ariel, let's all hold hands and let's begin. In which country was Hugh Jackman born? In which city would you find the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Australia. Name Donald Trump's wife. Pisa. What language is spoken in France?
0: Um,
3: Milena.
4: It's Melania
2: And know it's Melania Trump Melania Trump I'm Because it's $10,000 Ariel But you did well
4: For a minute there I thought he's going to get through all this
2: yeah, well, um, mm. do all we, right. Does he get a consolation prize? Uh,
4: have we worked anything out?
2: What about a t-shirt? I know What about a t-shirt? I got fussed and clucked by Jonesy and Amanda
4: Well wear it with pride <laughs> Ariel Let's do that
2: <laughs> when you walk yeah, out, I I run, Thanks
4: for it. being our first cab off the rank Well
2: good job Thank you Amanda I think it's going to be a winner. I think it's going to be a Sydney's winner. Sydney's incredible memory <laughs> game. Or clock. as it became known.
4: Mother's Day. Yesterday, I had a lovely Mother's Day. With lucky landslides, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time. <gasps>
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus.
4: Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My children made me a series of vouchers. I like the idea. Oh, back scratch? No, I'm, I'm, I'm entitled to three back scratches because I scratch their backs. No one scratches mine. So mm-hmm. this gives me a free back scratch. Cups of tea? Walk the dog. This one, Jack came up with a free put-up as opposed to a put-down. Right. It's like an unsolicited compliment. I say, you know, I'm feeling a bit down. I give him that. And he gives me a put-up. Remember like, years Like, your hair ago, looks nice. Or, wow, your ankles
2: are slim. Something like that. <laughs> you like the vouchers. Remember years ago on Valentine's Day, you gave a bunch of vouchers to Harley for, you know.
4: He's never cashed them.
2: <laughs> well, I saw him down at the Bunnings trying to get <laughs> a mower for one. <laughs>
4: But there have been years in the past where Mother's Day hasn't been as wonderful. Well, I I, I don't mean that. Mother's Day is always wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I remember early on when the kids were really little and Mother's Day was so exciting, Harley forgot to give them money for the Mother's Day stall.
2: Not even the pauper's table?
4: They had to go to the pauper's table. And I've still got it because I think it's funny. I was given a fridge magnet photo frame with an ad for a real estate agent in it. I've still got it on the fridge 10 years later.
2: That's why I thought it's a good idea to have the Mother's Day Tribunal. Got my gavel.
4: Were you ripped off yesterday? Did someone forget in your household it was mm. Mother's Day? Did you have to make your own cups of tea? Yep. Did you have to make your own breakfast? Did you have to do 18 loads of washing? Actually, I did some washing yesterday. Hey, but if, are you, did you feel ripped off in any way? Jodie's in Wetherill Park. Hi, Jodie. Morning, Jamesy.
3: Amanda, how are we?
4: Very Good. well. How were you ripped off? Talk to the tribunal.
3: How was I ripped off? I, my husband and I do a canteen for a soccer club. So from 8 o'clock yesterday morning to 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon, I cooked of sizzles, bacon and egg rolls, made cappuccinos. Um, yeah, that was the extent of
4: my mother's day. You made other mothers happy by you yeah. doing all the work. Pretty
0: much, yeah. You know what, I've heard your pain.
4: I've heard your pain. We're going to give you a best spa gift card so you can go and have a spa treatment. Yes. Case dismissed. Brilliant. Thanks, Jodie.
2: Thank you very much. You're welcome. Catherine's with us. Don't talk after the gavel, Jodie. Catherine's with us. Hello, Catherine.
4: Hi, how are you? Good morning. Welcome to the Mother's Day Tribunal. What happened, Catherine? Uh, My son, he um, got a
3: got some money to go to the Mother's Day store and he was really excited to give me this present. It was a porcelain magnet for a fridge with a button on it and Mm. it said, for service, push the button. If no one comes, do it yourself.
4: So he's sort of pretty much, is he saying when he presses the button, he wants you to stand to attention?
3: Um, maybe, because
4: it doesn't work for me. No, no, yeah. fair so enough.
2: you've got a lame present from your son.
4: I think you've been ripped off, yep. and we are going to give you a best spa gift card as well. Catherine? Thank you. Case
2: proven. A... No time for small talk. Catherine, we're in judge mode. <laughs>
4: Lorraine's in Eaglevale. Hello, Lorraine. Yeah, hi, guys. Um, I was having the family ads for breakfast. I had gastric all night. My daughter rang me and said, mm, I've got gastric, mum, can't bring the kids over. My son's partner's, one of her kids was sick, so my son brought my granddaughter over, who I couldn't go near anyway, so that was the extent of my Mother's Day. You were ripped off by illness yesterday, Lorraine. Yep, the whole family. Best bar gift card is on its way to you, so can least, in retrospect, have a nice Mother's Day.
2: There you go.
0: Thank you.
2: And that's it. The quarter's over now. Until next year.
4: Until next year.
2: And Father's Day. Don't even get me started.
4: <laughs> you dream of gastro on Father's Day. I just
2: smashed a motorbike on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. You know how I to celebrate
4: it. it. <laughs> Lots of news, of course, over the weekend, but I didn't care about any of it because I have been looking at these pictures, as have many people, of Justin Trudeau. Mm. Now, I know that someone bearing their bum was big news on Eurovision, but this is the only bum I want to see. I know it's sexist, and I apologise to talk about a politician like this. But let me do it anyway. It's a double standard, but I'm owning that. Have a look. Here's some photos that have just emerged of Justin Trudeau with his son in his I guess the Canadian version of the White House.
3: Yeah.
2: It's, have it's, a look. it's called it's called Parliament eh?
4: Parliament And here he is, this oot in a boot with his son. Look at him. There's a shot of him in a business shirt trousers running up the corridors of parliament house with his young son here he is playing peekaboo with his son here he is with his son wavy you know it's just it's
2: just beautiful to look at Is it the, the father and son relationship
4: and also that bottom running up the oh. thing i know i know what's with i'm shallow
2: women bang on about his bum what's the big deal it's it's, it's the, he's
4: the pippa middleton of politics because have a look it's firm and it's upright
2: it's, it's, it's big. Like
4: now. he is a, as a citizen. How
2: He's does my big. bum compare to that? Let's let, have a look. So get his bum mm-hmm. and now have a, have a zone on mine.
4: Yours is wider and flatter. <laughs> right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So yeah, this Because I'm
2: sure everyone wants a <laughs> wide, flat bum.
4: <laughs> this guy is the most attractive politician we've had until now. The world of course has gone into meltdown that Emmanuel Macron, mm-hmm. the new French president, have you seen how handsome he is? He is the youngest president in France since uh Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, really? Seriously he is. He's the youngest leader since Napoleon Bonaparte. Mm-hmm. And social media has gone into meltdown. So how old
2: is he, just out of curiosity? thirty nine? So Napoleon Bonaparte I always thought that he was a lot older.
4: Now, they looked older in those days. They didn't have much photography around, so it was just old formal portraits that were done by artists. So um, he is he younger. Was an oil painting, though. He is younger than uh, Justin Trudeau, but uh, they have been in a tussle-haired battle for the sexiest G7 leader. Social media has gone into meltdown at the idea of these these two men meeting. Yeah. Trudeau is hotter, but Macron is better husband material, writes one. Now, if you excuse me, I need to go into my room and write Macron-Trudeau's sexual fan fiction. Laboratories have spent more time and energy discussing whether Trudeau or Macron is hotter than on actual policies for the coming election. The only sexier guy, says this person, or more intelligent than Macron is Justin Trudeau. It's taking up a lot of space. This one, though. Justin Trudeau, Angela Merkel, and Emmanuel Macron walk into a bar. I don't have a joke, just a wild fantasy.
2: <laughs> I don't know
4: For me, that. Angela Merkel kind of wrecks everything. Yeah, it's I mean. a bit of a cold spoon. <laughs> Stay out of it, Angela. Would it kill
2: you? So I'm looking forward to the next G20. Is that why we saw Malcolm Turnbull doing wind sprints? That's right, because the new
4: outfit's going to be Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Angela. <laughs> it's, na- <laughs> it's 19 It's Not eight. her best <laughs> angler all round. A couple of years ago, one of the most decorated Navy SEALs, Robert O'Neill, revealed that he was the man who shot dead Osama bin Laden in his Pakistani hideout. He has now detailed his entire story in a new book called The Operator and he joins us now. Hello, Robert.
2: Hello, thanks for having me. Hell of a story.
4: Yes. What the hell? Where do we start? Well, um, (laughs) I'm intrigued at the way that this assignment is put to you as a Navy SEAL. You're told that uh, there's a, an assignment. You're told what it is. You know you're going in with your group to kill Osama bin Laden.
1: Yes, we, uh, we were aware of that. They told us a few weeks before, but the reason we were uh, confident in ourselves was um, that that was uh, we, we'd all done hundreds and hundreds of combat missions before all over the world, mostly in Iraq and Afghanistan. But this is going to be pretty much a normal type mission that we would do, only a longer flight and obviously into Pakistan. Uh, Not to say we knew we were going to come out. We thought we weren't going to come out, but we were confident in what we were doing and why they chose us.
4: When you say not going to come out, you mean you thought you could die during this mission?
1: Yeah, we thought we would probably die on the mission. Uh, Flying in, maybe get shot down because we're invading a a sovereign nation. Uh, Might get shot on the way in. If any house is going to blow up with someone inside who wants to martyr everybody and himself, it would be Osama bin Laden, or we just run out of fuel and can't get out of Pakistan. So the chances of not coming back were higher than the chances of coming back, we thought.
2: So walk us through it. You go to bin Laden's compound there. Uh, What what did the the house look like?
1: The house was uh, it was it was a kind of a standard house for that part of the world. A little bigger than everything else, with a, you know a big wall around the compound in the shape of a triangle. And uh, our plan was to put guys down uh, right inside and then put some outside, um, the snipers and the security, and then put us on the top. But um, we had a helicopter crash in the front yard. So who wasn't mine? I was in the other one. They crashed in the front yard, and the other helicopter set our team outside on the north side, outside of the wall. So we had to uh, make our way into the wall using the tactics that we've used on hundreds of missions before. And, and we were lucky that we were um, so seasoned because um, it wasn't a big deal. We our, our perfect plan didn't work, but we didn't expect it to. So we were able to uh, uh, make our way in and then um, go after uh, a series of houses and a couple of... Uh, uh, small structures. And, um, the, the big three-story house is the one he was in. So that's the one I went into first, mm. finally, when we got up to the, uh, the third floor, it was, we were down to two of us just because of our tactics. And, um, we'd, uh, we'd, at that point we killed four terrorists to include one of Bin Laden's son, sons, uh, Khalid on the stairway. And, uh, when we got to the, from the second to the third floor, there, like I said, there was two of us, uh, one guy in front of me pointing up a stairway. And, um, I I knew at the top of the stairs Bin Laden would be up there. And instead of being brave, it was just more of a, let's get this over with. I'm tired of thinking about it. He's going to blow himself up. Uh, We went up the stairs. The the guy in front of me moved the curtain and ran into some people that ended up being women, but he thought they had suicide vests on. So he jumped on them, kind of tackled them in in the hallway to sort of absorb the blast that he knew would go off. So he gave his life for the guy behind him, which was me. Uh, And I just, based on tactics, I just turned to the right, like, we were taught like we've been training and that uh, there was Osama bin Laden about three or four feet away, uh, facing me with his hands on his uh, wife's shoulders sort of pushing her toward me. And, um, I, I did a quick target identification, um, you know, six foot three skinnier than I thought his beard is shorter and gray, but that's his nose. Um, I've seen his, him a thousand times. He's a suicide bomber and I, I needed to to take him down like a suicide bomber. So that's why I decided to shoot him in the head uh, several times. And it was, it was really over before, it happened. It was so fast. I saw him for maybe a second, and then that was it. And then we sat the woman, he was his wife down, and then his child was in the room, a three-year-old. And uh, I remember picking him up, thinking this, you know, I'm a father, thinking this poor kid's got nothing to do with this. And then other SEALs were in the room, and then we had it, and we, we started to realize if we c- can collect some stuff and leave within the next ten, uh, 10 minutes, we might live through this. So at what point did you relax? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't relax until we got... Uh, back to Afghanistan, if that's a crazy sense, because most people don't relax when they go to Afghanistan. But we, um, when we, we, we uh, uh, took care of Bin Laden, put him in a body bag, gathered up as much um, intelligence as we could to include uh, hard drives, thumb drives, whatever, phones and disks. Um, so we had two helicopters leaving, and then we were aiming towards the Afghan border with 90 uh, minutes to fly. And as we're flying out, we're realizing, everyone started their, their watches, we realized that Here's a mission we weren't supposed to live on. Now we might. If we can get 90 minutes, we get 50 years of life. We get to see our families again. And um, no one was saying anything because you don't want to jinx it, but we're counting it, and it's 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Everyone's looking at their watch, kind of looking at each other, and 85 minutes into the 90-minute flight, the pilot came over the radio and said, all right, gentlemen, for the first time in your lives, you're going to be happy to hear this. Welcome to Afghanistan, Uh-oh. and that's when that's when that's when we realized. Okay, we take a deep breath. We made it. We did it. And that's when you know a few high fives going around, and everyone was pretty excited.
4: There had been a code earlier on, Robert, that we would never discover who had fired that shot. Um, why have you put your hand up and said it's you?
1: Oh, uh, it happened it, 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 the day the day it happened. My name started to come out in our circles because the one question everybody asked as soon as they found out was who did it. And it turned into a well don't tell anyone, but and it sort of spread within our communities uh, both coast of the United States and up to d c and it got out slowly like that and um, it just it, it came to a point where um you know that was the, the one of the last few missions I would do when I got out of the Navy, I wanted to donate uh, my shirt to the memorial in in New York for nine eleven which is incredible, and everybody should see it yes it is and as a part of the a part of the donation they gave me a, a private tour. Of the museum, the memorial, and then a part of that, there was uh, at the end of it, there was an auditorium with about thirty people, all of whom lost loved ones on nine eleven. And I gave it; they wanted me to talk, so I gave an impromptu speech—the first time I'd ever said, ever mentioned that story—and um, th- just the reactions that I got, people telling me that. There is no closure, but this helps with the healing to have a name and a face, and to know that it actually happened. And uh, I, I get emails to this day. I got one yesterday that, uh, from a first responder who said, "Ever since that story came out, he can sleep at night."
2: How does it go with you when you actually shoot people, though? How, how does that? How do you reconcile that?
1: Um, I've been fortunate because I've never shot anybody I didn't intend to, and the people. That I've that I've killed um, were in combat. And they were trying to they were trying to harm um, either me, my team, the coalition, or, or something like that. And they were bad guys. Um, and it just it so much of the training before I, I'd actually done it that I was just prepared for it. A lot of my friends had done it, and I was kind of in a bubble with all, of the, all of the special forces with whom I served. It was part of it. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not light because you're taking a human life. But at the time, it's kind of either them or us. And I, I've made peace with it
4: there's lots of talk about post-traumatic stress disorder you're no longer part of the navy what do you see at night when you close your eyes how do you cope with all this
1: uh you know it 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 has its ups and its downs i'm i'm again fortunate because we did our job so well i've never had a, have never seen a seen a, a teammate get hurt in person and i've never seen a child hurt so as bad as it can be i haven't seen the worst of it um so um you know, it just it, 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 you have to just compartmentalize your
2: feelings, and occasionally have some scotch. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, I've got a lot of PTSD. I'm drinking a lot of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, the, and the toughest place I've ever been to is Hawaii. So he's really <laughs> tough. That's how I roll. Yeah. Uh, it's a fascinating read, Robert O'Neill. Uh, thank you for joining us. The operator firing the shots that killed Osama bin Laden and my years as a SEAL team officer is out now. Thank you, Rob.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: But only you know who's happy. Portuguese builders, because Portugal won Eurovision, and that means they host it next time. So they, in a year, have to turn around and make 18,000 giant auditoriums. Mm. No easy task, is this it? This is for Eurovision. This I said they won Eurovision. So, did you see the Portuguese song? There's there's an emotive story behind it. The man who sung sang the song that won Mm. has a heart condition, so he didn't get there in time for rehearsals because he was ill. His sister, who wrote the song, stood in for him until he got there. (laughs) Um, Have a listen to the. This is the winning song from Portugal. Boo! I <laughs> know no, that sounds like that's his sister. That's him.
2: Boo! Is that him? That that
4: that that's I'm, him. I thought that was his sister. No, that's him. I think, isn't it? That's him. He's no, that's the sister. I'm having a Tracy Grimshaw right. moment. Someone's talking at <laughs> me. So just
2: getting fed through. The Queen so, is dead.
4: So did no? Don't say that. So did I'm just looking through to our typing pool. That's the sister. she's sang in the song with him. Is a duet. You know, Tim's coming nah, Tim's in. going to run in. Typical of Tim to have watched Eurovision. He like a, he's running like a girl. Can Come you run on in, a bit Tim. more messy? So tell me, in here.
3: So she uh, wrote the song. He sung it, but when he won it and said, thank you, they have to sing it again. Okay. And he That's said, you've end. got to listen to her sing it too. Did he
4: sing it as badly as she did? That sounds like the worst song I've ever heard. I guess you had
3: to be watching it because when we watched her sing it, we were sort of like, okay, why didn't they duet that or why didn't... She just sing it the whole time. She she had a really good like Adele. A good voice. voice, I know.
4: But that mm. song sounds so boring. You have it to does. watch it live. There's so much emotion that he puts on mm. stage through it,
3: and you just watch <gasps> and you're like,
2: oh. I yeah, would've... a lot of
4: people said they liked it, but I, 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 that song didn't touch me. I would have
2: watched it live, but uh, I have a life.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love Eurovision, and look, let's talk about Australia. We got in trouble because of a bum.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we had like that. Guy that came up on stage with an Australian flag and went, way to go.
4: Yes, well, that's right. I thought that the only bum was going to be the bum note that Isaiah fire yeah. Bring this up. Look, that was in his first car. <laughs> He nailed it in the second go. I love him. Don't touch him. Uh, But, no, there was an actual bum. Yeah, a serial pest, no less. A Ukrainian serial pest ran on to the stage, draped in an Australian flag, and lots of people were saying, that's outrageous, Australia's disgusting, they shouldn't be Mm -hmm. here anyway. He wasn't Australian. No. But after that, our popular vote slipped a little because people thought that was us lollygagging.
2: So we we still belong in the European Union, okay? Yeah, all right? It wasn't
4: our bum. You and I, for our great debate in the new idea this week, have uh, taken on the task of working out if if Sophie Monk is going to be the new bachelorette. She claims she wants to separate people who want a tv career from from people who are really looking for love how have you suggested she do this i've
2: suggested forget your chocolate bath or any of that stupid stuff oh,
4: remember the chocolate the bath. chocolate bath oh they're still trying to get rid of that from various orifices
2: go straight to the local rsl it's a great leveler it's thrifty if things get awkward they can go to the trivia night that's always good mm. uh General knowledge. That always puts a couple General together. General knowledge here. General knowledge here. Uh, then if you get bored with each other, you can go and put a lazy 20 down and have a slap on the pokies. Mm. That's what you do, I know. Or uh, what about this? They could go and do, do the, the meat raffle.
4: Mm.
2: Nothing brings a couple together like a meat raffle. Yeah, and it's ironic, don't you think?
4: <laughs> what well, did you hear? That Sam Wood and Schneesnesna are having a baby. Schnisnesna! A real life human form has emerged for, from reality television.
2: And, uh, Channel 10 giving it away as a TV show. That's the Who next wants Bachelorette. To be? <laughs>
4: I've suggested that they go to a trampolining centre when there's some kids' birthday parties on. This way, Sophie can have a few coffees and show off her strong pelvic floor in front <laughs> of her guest, in front of her date. But also, if you can withstand the sound of that and the noise and the mayhem, he's a keeper.
1: There you go. Morning,
3: Sam. Good morning, Ralph. Well. Josie and Amanda in the morning. Good morning, Angel. 101.7 WSFM.
4: You know, Brendan, here's a piece of music that you and I better get used to. The theme to Bold and the Beautiful. Any minute now, our phones are just going to run
2: hot. I've just been looking at my phone. I've already taken the liberty of resigning from this job. <laughs> Both For both of us.
4: Oh, oh. Oh, well, well, maybe just for oh, no, yourself.
2: It, it, it's, it's, it's lay down the
4: Well, this week on Australian television, we will be seen in some very special episodes of The Bold and the Beautiful. On Friday night's living room, we went behind the scenes to see how you and I prepared mm. for our incredible scenes. I was reporter number one, Ida Buttrose was reporter number two. When has she ever been a journalist, honestly? And you were reporter number three. Mm-hmm. And our job was to turn up and be, uh, I guess, taking some very important notes about a fashion parade that was happening on the steps of the Opera House.
2: Yes, and uh, you, we ran through our lines mm-hmm. together. Steffi,
4: Steffi, how do we keep up with you? How is was that? What do you think?
2: I'll do it all like No, this. I mean, you're trying to. Uh,
4: like, have a, but I'm a journalist. So I'm not having a no, chat.
2: Steffi, no, how are we supposed to keep don't up Don't tell with me
4: how to you? act. I'll do this again. Are you I've, acting now? I, I don't know.
2: Are you acting now?
4: (laughs) I couldn't tell.
2: I don't know what sort of act it is.
4: I don't know where I ended and I
2: began. (laughs) It was hard. But then when it came to game time...
4: Steffi, how are we supposed to keep up with you? Oh, uh, run fast and really hard. (laughs) Work
0: in the morning and
2: marry in the
4: afternoon. Yeah, that's
0: kind of the way
2: we roll. Will the press be invited to the wedding?
0: Oh, uh, no. no, no, sorry. Uh, it's a strictly private oh, family event. Oh.
4: No press, no videos, no photos, nothing. No, is it because of you that Steffi and Liam have chosen Australia?
0: Well, I would like to think that our
2: beautiful country's yours now. Steffi, before you go, I bet you don't marry Liam. Oh. You stay here and you marry me. Oh. We can make a life together. I'm a great cook. Okay,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tell Liam the wedding is
2: off. And then you got tasered. <laughs> Steffi now lives in my basement. <laughs> I built the old Fritzel and she's there.
4: <laughs> oh, so exciting times ahead for the yeah, both of us. When's now, that tell on? me again, you didn't. It's this week. I think I think the, the storyline starts Wednesday. So we're yeah. either in Wednesday or Thursday for Bold and the Beautiful.
0: Great. Everyone. Tell
2: me again, you didn't resign for both of us. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. Everyone's going to watch us unemployed people largely and, and mothers. Lactating but, women. <laughs> but everyone's going to see that.
0: We can be
3: heroes. This
4: was the moment that brought the Logie room to its feet. Casey Donovan providing a haunting backdrop for the Immemorium package. I will never forget it. What a comeback this woman has had. Casey, hello. Good morning. When you signed on the dotted line for I'm a Celebrity, in, you, in the back of your mind, was, was your dream this reinvention for the, for the public to see and, and love you?
3: Yeah, I guess so. Um, and also just putting myself through punishment. Um, <laughs> you haven't had enough not? of that? <laughs> why bloody not, I say. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, look, I was, before coming, uh, going onto the show, I was in the studio writing a six-track original EP, and this opportunity came along, and I was like, <sighs> what do <Yeah>. I do?
2: <laughs> it's scary. I think with the <laughs> I'm a celebrity thing, and I talk to a lot of people about it, you don't want them to ask you.
3: Yeah. Because you feel you, do it, you can't say no. Yeah,
2: you don't want them to ask you.
3: Yeah, it was yeah, it was kind of it was a catch twenty two really and I thought, you know what, I can stay driving at Uber and um, you know, keep recording and, and keep, you know, trying really, really hard, or I can go and have fun in the jungle. I thought I'd be in there for two weeks and then be coming home. That didn't happen. Um, <laughs> which is awesome. Um it's awesome. been fantastic. But um yeah, it definitely has fast tracked me into getting the EP and the single out there, which is absolutely amazing. But it's crazy.
2: You're driving an Uber. You are <laughs> a virtuoso. I think, and it drives me crazy, and we spoke about this when you got out of the jungle. You said, oh, I might get back to driving. No, you are a virtuoso. You know, you should be singing. You should be performing. But
4: that's you what, are good. That's what oh, this shows
3: you, you is that it's not just about having a beautiful voice, is it? It's a tough industry. It is really tough. It is so tough i've been now in this industry for 13 years you know if you're not seen on tv or, or if you're not seen doing things you're pretty much dead and um you know coming back on and doing celebrity has really given me that step up mm. and you know with that it's, it's also brought criticism and um you know which is new for me again because it's a whole different whirlwind you know back in idol that was 13 years ago there wasn't facebook there wasn't MySpace. Or you know yeah. what there is now so it's a much more vicious cycle my life is about music and being, uh, creating myself as an original artist again.
2: Well, your new single, Lonely, is great. I oh, love thank it. Thank you very
3: Too much. Late to say love me because you don't want
2: me. Wow.
4: Wow. You've been very open about how vulnerable and naive you have been in the past. You spoke yeah. um, about being catfished where you thought you were having a relationship with someone online Mm -hmm. it wasn't who you thought it was this time
3: around how will you be more robust how will you protect yourself look i think as the the years go on my skin just gets stronger um you know (laughs) i'm still um you know i still kind of let my guard down in places where i shouldn't but um coming back into this industry and and looking at it as an independent artist. um, You know, this is all my blood, sweat and tears and my own money. I don't Mm. have a label behind me. Um, The EP was crowdfunded, so people believed in me that they wanted to hear music and that has been a really, really special thing and to kind of come back and to not have any support from a massive company, it really just it solidifies who I am as an artist. And you know what? If Australia doesn't work for me, I'll piss off somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to be driving Ubers for the yeah. rest of my <laughs> life. So but, you, shouldn't. you know, it's that's that's music though. It's it's yeah. my first love. It's what my soul craves. And I just I love to tell stories and I, sing songs.
2: I like with the Coles ad because it's it, <laughs> well. The thing about it is, it's actually poking fun at itself. It is.
0: Now, Savings
2: on Sam Reeves. Okay, we don't need do this. Yes, but we don't need do this. <laughs> Sam, she's <laughs> <laughs> doing the dance. I'd be happy to hear your voice do
4: anything.
0: Yeah, you can do anything. <laughs> thanks, guys. You can God do us.
3: anything. Thanks. Don't let it be your theme. No, no, you see, no, definitely not.
2: You are not going to be driving an Uber. You are a virtuoso. Oh, you are you going much. to go on to riches and great things.
4: Fingers crossed. <laughs> the new single, Lonely, is available to download this Friday. Casey, so great to see you doing so
3: well. Thank you so much for having me in, guys. Everybody show. Come on
1: now, singer. It's time for the ghoulies
2: get together. Have you been following like I have the story of Cassie Sainsbury or cocaine Cassie as they like to call her?
4: i you know, I've, I f I kinda of feel for her. I mean it's no fun being in that prison. But her mum and her sister have done a deal for six with sixteen minutes. Mm-hmm. They're filming the them trying to get in to see her and waving at her from outside the prison area. Hello, can you see us? Can you see us? And then her fiance has done another deal with Channel Seven. Yeah, and she herself is getting getting the irrits in saying, "Hey, you guys, no one gets to tell my story."
2: Oh, I know, I'm I'm in jail here. Oh, and I. I... I have a pretty open mind as far as whether she's guilty or innocent, but then I was reading this extract in the weekend paper where it's a Q and answer, a question and answer thing with Cassie, and this question here just just fascinated me. How are the other prisoners giving you a hard time Uh, Aside from pushing around, are they threatening you? And Cassie uh, says, not yet, but I feel like it's not very far away because there was a photo leaked of me here and I made a complaint to the guards about it because I didn't get permission for a photo, didn't give permission for a photo to be sent out and they confiscated a mobile phone here and everyone, I'm guessing... Uh, Everyone must have used it And that's creating a big problem for me
4: So they all had access to a phone Yeah, one phone Yeah, She sort of says Hey, my agent's haven't approved this photo And it's been sent out (laughs) So,
2: So they've taken that one phone Of course you're not going to be popular Look, I've never done time But from watching prison movies People that go to the guards aren't really treated favourably mm, in prison
4: Cass. no. I, I wonder if it's a sort of a sense of, of foreign entitlement. The, hey, I'm not like you, I'm different to you and I want different rules. But I'm
2: saying this level of entitlement and naivety makes me think that she's just a dumb millennial and she's actually innocent. <sighs> well, we will see. Sarah's in Morunga, hello Sarah. Oh, hello. What
4: well, get you ghoulies I... Sarah? Uh, yes, I have something that really gets my ghoulies. When I'm following a line of traffic up to a T-junction and people who want to turn right move over into the left side of the lane to turn right, leaving no room on the left of them to turn left, and they block up the whole lane of traffic. I and know what you no mean. And no need when there's plenty of room. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. They hog the whole double space for yep. themselves.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're driving That's a nice. B-double.
4: And the hard thing is for them to turn right can take ages, whereas yep. you could easily just zip around to the left.
2: And ride. That's why I ride a motorbike. And drive like I'm in a post-apocalyptic world. You've like hit that. a nerve,
4: Sarah. Fair enough. Hey, I call email or Facebook page, a Facebook friend will win two tickets to see Katie Lang. The final show, if you want to go along, is January 27 at ICC Sydney Theatre. You can get tickets through Ticketek. I'll be there.
2: And the brand new limited edition 2017 Joji t at and Talent.
3: to you alright? I
4: just fell off my chair. <laughs> Uh, some of us had a great day for Mum's Day. Others didn't fare so well. So today, the Mother's Day Tribunal was in session asking, were you ripped off on Mother's Day?
2: The rain from Eaglevale had a particularly crappy day.
5: I was having the family at for breakfast.
4: I had gastric all night. My daughter rang me and said, I've got gastric, Mum. Can't bring the kids over. You were ripped off by illness yesterday, Lorraine. Yep, the
5: whole
4: family. I've got gastric, Mum is one of Katie (laughs) Lang's best songs. (laughs) On the upside, she didn't have any kids bugging her. Righto, you two. That's enough.
1: Well, that show was pretty good. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wipe
2: the tears, baby, from your eyes. A podcast of today's show is available for download from WSFM.com. Dot
0: dot au. Goodbye
4: Jonesy and Amanda in the Morning 101.7 WSFM